This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again here on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by another phenomenal guest. In this particular case, we are being rejoined by somebody I previously showcased probably more than one or two years ago. Really grateful and very excited to introduce to you my guest of today, Kyle Cease. Who is Kyle? Well, what I can tell you is with two number one Comedy Central specials to his credit, comedian and transformational speaker Kyle Cease is a New York Times USA Today, and Wall Street Journal bestselling author, igniting sold-out audiences at his evolving Out Loud events with his unique blend of comedy and personal evolution. He has been a guest speaker at thousands of colleges, summits, and Fortune 500 conferences, including Agape International, Gate Relevations, Revelations, the Sun Valley Wellness Festival, Sedona World Wisdom Days, and the Longevity Now Conference. In addition to leading his own live events, he has spoken with renowned teachers like Eckhart Tolle, Jim Carrey, Michael Beckwith, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, and Louis Anderson. He has made more than 100 various TV and movie appearances, including 10 Things I Hate About You, Not Another Teen Movie, G- Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, Chelsea Lately, The Martin Short Show, Comics Unleashed, and numerous VH1 shows. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Kyle, welcome back. How are you, my friend? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And I just want to first start by saying I recall very distinctly interviewing you. I've been doing this for almost five years. I do this on a weekly basis. Um, But long before, you may recall, you may not recall, but I did say even in that intro to introducing you that I was following you on YouTube long before we connected in order to do radio and long before I certainly had a radio show. So to bring you back here today to talk more specifically about your book, your new book, the latest book, The Illusion of Money, I'm really grateful that you and Hay House reached out to me asking for this opportunity. It's an honor and it's a privilege. So thank you. Wow. 
Thank you very much. That's amazing. Yes. You're so, so awesome. Well, thank you. Well, so are you. Like attracts like, vibe attracts tribe. And I mean, you can't see in me what doesn't already pre-exist within yourself. So that's a compliment to you too. So let's evolve out loud on living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And before we jump into talking about your fantastic book, The Illusion of Money, um, let's give us an update. What's been happening over the last one or two years specifically? Because I truly believe if memory serves me correctly, it's been that long since I initially showcased you. Like what's going on? You've got a child now? Well, yeah, I have a two-year-old daughter named Vivian. It was really the point of all of this. It's so much, <laughs> it's so much more exciting to me than all the things that we consider career or purpose-driven accomplishments. In fact, it's weird because the book comes out next week, and there's times where I get really excited about the book and and you know feel like, oh, it's going to be big. Is it going to be a New York Times bestseller? All these things, and then like I forget that. I spent 20 years fantasizing about eventually taking my child to Disneyland and I'm doing that in a month. And Oh, amazing. Yeah, and it's weird how you can go that's when I'll be happy and then like get so there and then now it's here and then you're like okay, well what else would make me happy? And it dawned on me that I was overlooking that I'm here and I have everything I need and and um life Beautiful. is good and no matter what you achieve you're still going to end up with you you're going to end up back with you again and so my biggest accomplishment is the same as every one of our biggest accomplishments is that I'm right here and no matter what we trick ourselves into thinking will make us happier it's it's so much more about getting that you're here and none of those things will make me more or more of a person or anything. I, I'm that's it. There's just Bingo. You know? Bingo. And I, I wanna I wanna underscore what you said there for the benefit of the listening audience and eventually the podcast subscribers. You know, there's no escaping who it is we are. It doesn't matter what the landscape looks like, what the geography is. It doesn't matter where it sits on the calendar, falls on the calendar, or how many accolades or initials follow behind our name or what's reflected in our bank account. We are who we are. And so once we learn that and once we learn to do the inner work, which is a never-ending job, it's, you know, to the day that we die if we're forever committed to growth, personal growth and personal development, uh, then it's really just about taking responsibility for what we can do to show up as the best version of ourselves, recognizing it's not about being in competition with other people. So if if the goal here is to be grateful for what we have, and for me, gratitude underscores everything, if we understand it's even a miracle to be born, uh, the odds of that statistically are so against us, it's not even funny. But to go, you know what, it doesn't matter how many books I've written, it doesn't matter who whose shows I've been on, and yeah, it's all impressive and it's wonderful, but at the end of the day, you still got to live with the reality of who you are inside yourself, and you know yourself better than anyone to know, one, we talk about imposter syndrome, we talk about people who suffer from feeling like a fraud, or at the end of the day, knowing, you know what, I really am putting goodness out into this world, I am going to own that, and by doing so, I'm elevating the consciousness for it all. So, I love... You, Kyle, I love everything that you represent, everything that embodies uh, what you stand for, which is why you're again on my show. And I, I hope that the listening audience is paying attention to this because you need to really own who you are, where you are in every single precise moment. So good point. Good intro. Um, and let's talk about the money. Let's talk about the illusion of money. Let's talk about why this is such an issue for people. Yeah, well... I know that there's a lot of people that listen and go, you know, money isn't everything and it isn't, but we sure move like it is. 
we sure move like it is when we take a job that we don't want because mm. it pays. I mean, that's that's you actually declaring to yourself money's the only thing. If you take a job that <laughs> if you give eight hours a day to something that doesn't feed your soul, then you're still energetically declaring that. And I know that triggers a lot of people and they go, well, I still got to pay the rent. And I always think to myself, what would happen if you made your soul actually more important than your the illusion of security that you get with money? And what if that actually could pay you way more? What yeah. if what if it actually is the most expensive thing in the world to make money a bigger priority than your soul? And and what if it's costing us millions of dollars? I mean, like really think about if Michael Jordan at the height of his NBA career got amnesia and forgot who he was and totally hears from society that the way it works is you get a job, get security, whatever. So he doesn't know who he is. So he goes to Applebee's and becomes the assistant manager. And then you go in there and you see Michael Jordan and you're like, you're Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player in the world. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. You know, and I, I, I <laughs> and he's like, but table for two. And you're like, no, I'm serious. You're actually <laughs> the greatest basketball player of all time. Like, why are you here? And he's like, yeah, I hear that you have this fantasy, but I'm realistic and, and I got to make money. And you're like, dude, you know how much money you're losing by not playing basketball right now? And he's like, that's really neat. I hear your little fantasy for me, but <laughs> realistic. This is how I feel with everybody. It feels like almost all of us have amnesia about what we are and what we're capable of. And we don't understand that we've been completely brainwashed into thinking that money's the only thing. And then we don't understand that we're, we're not chasing our creativity, our soul, our freedom, our flow, this moment, our power. And so because of that, we cut off the ability to receive money because we're chasing it. And if we would actually take a look at the vibration of chasing money versus the vibration of receiving everything, mm. how much more powerful we are. Like chasing money is when your ego says it's over there and that's the answer. And your ego can only see through a very small lens, like what you are and what's needed for you. And your soul can only receive because it can only receive what you have right now. It can't receive something tomorrow. It can't receive something next week. It can only receive right now. So if you take a second and think of what you're receiving right now, you could be like, well, that I can breathe, that I'm sitting here, that my body is connected to um, this moment, that my heart's beating. And then you just sit here for a minute and let yourself feel that. Let yourself be in that. And, and as you do, you'll notice that your ego will kick in and go, well, what are we going to do? And, and you think who you are, <laughs> what you do. And it's like, how long are we going to sit here? And, and you can see this little five-year-old version of you that kicks in and, and wants to fight and wants to say, I have to achieve something. This is called doing nothing. And really, this is actually doing something. This is the first time we're doing something today when you actually connect to the space that you are and find ways that life is amazing and 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 see that it's enough now and so the receiving vibration suddenly can take you to a bigger vibration and one of the things that it wants to receive is your okayness with your current circumstances even if they're bad like the receiving energy wants to be okay with the fact that you might be broke for a minute and and usually when we're broke we think i got to make more money but what if we instead just loved the broke and what if by loving broke you could actually create a higher capacity to receive because you're okay with the darkness and what if the darkness is only dark cuz you're running from it versus that it's what you are 
and that it's a part of you and that it's okay? And what if you could go to your heart and be a space for everything that you used to perceive as your darkness and love it? And in loving it, what if it could leave? And what if it leaves because you're a space of acceptance of it and now you can receive way bigger? And that's how we change channels. Like what if you're actually supposed to receive on a fuller vibration versus like, a, you know, a motivated effort-based push vibration? And what if that, uh, you know, force is what's killing us? Wow. Wow. Okay. A lot of bullseyes there. Let's dial that back a little bit and really hone in on a a little bit of what you said there, because again, there's so much value in what you just said there, uh, which oftentimes is what impedes people's ability to relinquish what they need to surrender in order to create the space to let the yummy stuff come in. And that then setting the trajectory in motion for where it is people really, truly ultimately want to be but it's it's getting rid of the false beliefs and the false concepts that tend to trip us up. And we really are our own worst enemy. Or we can be our best friend and our, our best leader and our best warrior and, and champion things on. But again, taking into account we don't know what we don't know. And so you're, you know, you're really crystal clear on all of this stuff, which is why this is perfect. Um, so when we're talking about Kyle reconciling new realities, when we're talking about, you know, uh, there's something to be said about less is more, or doing nothing is in fact doing something. Okay. So when we're talking about these in duality, uh, you know, polarity type realities. Um, and we do know that to, to come full circle with the whole vibe of not just being a good giver, because most people true, truly are good givers, but to really complete that cycle and to really step into your own power as a self-empowered, self-actualized, self-aware individual, you need to also, as you cited, know what it means to be a good receiver. And the more we become equally balanced with becoming a good receiver in conjunction or in correlation with being a good giver, then that's when we start to see things vibrationally and and frequency wise taking off and coming into the center of our realm of reality. Correct? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great way to say it. I mean, basically if I wanted to simplify that, the now is worth much more than money. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the, the, now. Now, the now is worth much more than anything. Yeah. I mean, really, money is one component of it. And I know it's the main aspect of what we're talking about based on your, mo- uh, your movie. I mean, you're in everything. Your book, The Illusion of Money. Um, but, you know, let's also talk about, because I think people have a real problem with the whole concept of money. And this goes back to old scripts that, you know, in whatever way that they've been previously indoctrinated into our mindsets, whether it came from the family, whether it came from community, whether it became faith-based, school, whatever, um, you know, save things for a rainy day, you know, only save the China for a special occasion. Um, You know, people who have money, they're snobs, you know, and then they get into the whole disparity of the haves and the have-nots and why, you know, people who think they're superior are in fact inferior and I mean social class issues the whole thing Um, but really whether it's our relationship to other people whether it's our relationship to money whether it's our relationship to having an open mind that all goes back to the center of what is the relationship indicative of our relationship with self so you know why is it that the whole aspect of money in whatever way one chooses to hone in on it what what is the issue with money well it's not money that we're chasing. It's, it's what you just said. It's we're chasing security, but we True. are under the illusion that security is there. In fact, 
how many times have you heard of someone making money and still feeling insecure, being worried right. that so you start to go, what are we actually chasing? And what mm. I when I work with people, I actually have really discovered that quite a bit of people have this them when they were five years old that had something traumatic happen and unconsciously we're trying to not feel that again. Like it's not going broke we're scared of, it's that our dad will abandon us or that we'll get yelled at or told we're not enough again or mm. or that we'll be the root of all evil if we heard shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> on the show, but. Oh, I drop that bombs once in a while. Don't you worry. Okay. Yeah. But like, like the way that we think that money works is it, we're not chasing that we're, we're chasing don't yell at me again dad we're chasing don't don't say I'm not enough mom we're chasing I don't want to refeel what I felt when I was five mm. so here we are in this new time where right now you have this moment and this moment wants to clear out every second this moment wants to clear out those stories every morning I wake up and I listen to silence for two hours and I, I just hear silence. I don't watch, you know, I don't go on the phone. I don't go through anything. I sit and I just listen. And then all kinds of fears come up. And then I can see the fears. And once I see the fears, they go away. And once mm. they go away, I'm much more the space now. And the space now doesn't have to now be blocked by your fear from being able to receive on a much higher level. But you don't care because when you finally receive something, it's the match to your happiness with yourself. So it's not like the thing fulfills you or it's just the match to your own fulfillment with yourself. So once you feel that and you allow yourself to get to a place where you've actually transcended the need for the thing, then finally it can show up. But we have to understand that if you want something, you're not ready for it. Because the vibration of want often has the fear of not having. So mm -hmm. if you're really, really wanting money, there might underlying be a horrible fear of being broke or homeless. That actually is the energy that you're putting out. So the subconscious has this deep-rooted fear of being broke. And then the overconscious is fixing that fear. But only what the, light, the universe and everything responds to is what the subconscious is feeling. So no matter how much you're saying you want something, you want the right relationship, you might have a fear of being alone. And if you could bring love to the fear of being alone, you could transcend it. So it's our job to actually do the work to transcend out of a of subconscious that's based on an old story by bringing silence and love into it. And Bingo. Yeah. And when you do, uh, you'll cry a ton and you'll 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 have to release. It's almost like and the feelings that you're scared to let go of. That's because you think they're you. It'd, it'd be like if you had never gone to the bathroom in 40 years and then <laughs> you and then you think that you're the poop. So now you're scared to go to the bathroom because you think you're going to lose yourself. But what you don't understand is you're the butt. And if you allow yourself to be the space that this, the emotions can lead from, the first time is going to be crazy. If you haven't crapped in 40 years, it's going to be a nightmare. So the first beginning is going to be this crazy release. And you're going to think everything's wrong with you. And what's why am I falling apart? And what? No, you're releasing what you're supposed to release daily. And when you start to actually get to a high enough vibration, you'll release what you're not. And it's trying to let go of what you're not. And when you listen to silence long enough, it comes in like a surgeon and removes these old stagnant stories that are stuck in your body. That's our job. Yes. You know? Beautiful. And Beautiful. When you, when you do that, you're much more receptive to receive bigger. Right? You're, Absolutely. You're way more.
Absolutely. Well, and I think it's also important because, I mean, certainly we talk about these subjects every week on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, whether it's mindset, leadership, you know, we talk about rituals, mantras, uh, proclamations, declarations, I am statements, all of that stuff. And sometimes I think where people miss the step and, and oftentimes once somebody's done the work and they can look back hindsight 2020 and go, okay, that was the missing piece or that was the step that I missed. It's, you know, it's not enough to just go through the contrived motions of, of robotically, systematically saying and doing all of the things that these personal growth, personal development books embody. You've got to really feel it. Like, you you know, you've got to believe that you're on the other side of what it is you say you want and do it in a space where it's not offering that contradictory vibe of, you know, I don't deserve it. I know I want it, but I don't really deserve it. I know I deserve it, but, what, you know, what if it falls apart? You know, that. The, the whole back and forth of some people are scared to be successful as much as they're scared to be, uh, you know, a failure um, and or to get what it is that they, in fact, say that they want. So there's kind of like only half manifesting going on or it's not really congruent, like the words with the actions. But it's not even the words. It's the feeling. If you really feel aligned with the feeling that supports letting that energy in or letting that manifestation come to fruition, that's when things happen. And that's when the other population of people are looked upon by other people who just can't quite make that leap and go, oh, you know what? They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth or they've got some kind of like amazing ingredient that they were born with in their DNA that makes them separate from me. And they'll always, those kinds of people will always have what I can only ever want to have. It's not about that. you got to feel it. you got to feel it. Then you got to think it. And then as you're thinking it, you're emitting that energy and the energy creates that frequency where it's the boomerang effect and it comes back. And then next thing you're in this, like in the flow, you're in the flow and then you're co-creating all the time and all the wonderful people that are going to further perpetuate on the journey of what you want to do are the ones that show up and there's no coincidence to that so there's a bit of a fine art between getting in sync with the the feeling matched with the the thoughts matched with what you're saying matched with the energy i mean those things all have to be aligned well yeah i believe i believe anyway <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i hear what you're saying i, I mean it feels like to me it's I guess it's just become so much, it's become so simple. Um, yes. You know, for me, it's been like, I'm just this moment. Mm. And I have to get my nervous system to acclimate to that. Like, I have to actually prove it. I mean, and and see it. So, so this moment right now um, is a natural healer, but we very rarely connect to it. We connect to social media and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the same as knowing and talking about the gym down the street, but never getting <laughs> on a treadmill. Like you're just like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's amazing. The most amazing thing in the world, the highest vibration, everything is is LA Fitness down the street. It's amazing. LA Fitness, everybody. And then you're posting. <laughs> LA fitness you're you're writing about it on Facebook you're you're now a LA fitness coach you're doing all this <laughs> stuff but you're never getting on the treadmill you're just like now look at me talk about LA fitness forever and you too can be an LA fitness no one's going in the gym right like <laughs> when I wake up you just listen to silence for two hours that's a two-hour workout right there you're going to get emotionally buffer you're going to get free you're going to get magic and then after that it's just like 
it's it's so surreal how everything takes care of itself. Everything is so bizarrely easy when you do this. Now, people hear that, and I know the ego wants to not do this work, so it comes up with sentences like, easy for you to say. Yeah. Which is a great way to not do it again. Yeah. So as much as you say easy for you to say, ask yourself how much you're doing it. Are you really listening? Are you really doing what your highest aligned calling is? Are you letting go of the things in your life that are a no, basically a nine or down on a scale of one to 10 energetically for you, the things in your house and your your friends, your the people you're dating, the people you're dating, that's for uh, Utah. But like if you're, if you're <laughs> whatever you're doing, like is the career, is it in your alignment? Everything. Are you on an energetic 10 or is everything in your life not your highest? And if that is, how much money do you think that's costing you? How how much are and then when you make money, how much are you spending it on addictions because you're so out of alignment with your soul? Mm -hmm. So you have this like ability to follow what you want to be and then create space for life to do things in front of you. Or you can just completely act like life is a struggle. There's a sentence, there's a you know, a famous thing that says the struggle is real. Yeah, because you believe it. Right. You subscribe <laughs> to that ideology. Yeah, it's not. It's not right. real. Yeah. Like sitting is not hard. It's painful sometimes, but it's not hard. It's sitting. But people go crazy. People would rather kill other people than sit and listen to silence. People would rather like Instead of going to sit, if you ask someone what that, you'll go find the buffest like marine that goes into <laughs> combat. But if you told him to sit under a tree for two hours, that would be like the most agonizing, horrifying thing there is. But it's also the most effective thing. So like you actually clearing out your stuff makes you receptive to that. So then once you're receptive to your darkness, you're also receptive to a whole new level of light because you're suddenly the space looking at the darkness and holding it. Now you're at a dimension that's bigger. You're at a place that's bigger. So that's our job is to raise our value, not our bank account. Your value is measured by how much you're connected to yourself. Your value is measured by how much you're okay with the moment. Your value is measured by how much you're in love with your darkness. And the more your values up, the higher level ideas you have, the more people want to work with you, the more people, the, the better things you're going to do, you know, like your value could be up or down. But like the, to me, Tina Turner could have her bank account wiped out next week and still go on tour and fill it back up again. But there's mm -hmm. some people who've inherited money or won the lottery that could have the exact same amount of money as Tina Turner, but don't if the money went away, they don't know that they feel like they're anything. So their values outside of them. And that's a very vulnerable place to be because your value isn't necessary. So your security is not outside of you. You'll always be thinking, what if I lose this when you have it? You want to get to a place where you understand your security is inside of you. That's where it is. That's where your power is. That's where your love is. That's where you are. You get what I'm saying? And Absolutely. So once you do that, life goes, oh, your abundance? Okay, I'm going to match that. Here's a ton of abundance. Because imagine how you think of money. I'll ask all for everyone listening to this call. Imagine how you think of money up until now. Do you think it, I always want it to be more? Do you think it's the root of all evil? Do you think whatever? Now imagine you're on a date and you're money on a date with you. So all you're hearing on the date is you are never enough. You, I use you to get people to like me. You're, uh, you know, I, I hope I can use you to get laid. I hope I can use yeah. you to get whatever. And then 
that's that's your function as money on on in life. Now, if you're on a date with someone that said you're never enough, you're the root of all evil, you wouldn't want to be there. Well, money's the same way. And what would money like to go on a date with? It would like to have someone who says you're enough as you are. So our first job is to fall in love with our debt. Our first job is to fall in love with our low amounts of money too. Because the more you resist your low amounts, the more you would resist high amounts. They're mm. both outside of your bubble, right? So you being in a place of like loving what you have this moment creates a total different thing. So that happens because this space contains everything. I mean, think of what this space can contain. This space that we're in right now actually can hold space for all the wars, all the really horrible things going on in the world. And it still somehow is here. In other words, those things aren't taking the space down. The space is right here while these terrible things are happening. So this space has a lot of capacity. And this space can handle your darkness. It can handle your pain. It can handle your stuff. And the more you connect to the space, the more you can handle you. And the more you handle all of you, the more you are receptive to magic. Magic. Beautiful. And and the and and really surreal things will happen from that magic. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. And in fact, I just got this visual um, where it's like, you know, you've got all your different ingredients ready to go, throw into a blender, mix it up, and you've got the spectacular smoothie. I don't know. I just that just came to my mind when you're talking about filling up the space and and all components of what that embodies, you know, all the crap in the world designed with all the things that are like essentially a bottomless pit but you know again i there's to me there's correlations with everything and i know that you believe this too kyle for all the research and just really feeling akin to your spirit um over the years <clears throat> again long before we even did our initial interview but it's it, it's like that whole yin yang it's 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 like you know where where people can only focus on the bottom end of of the rung of being or feeling like they're in the abyss and then when on the other end of the spectrum when people talk about you know sky is the limit and I I don't even accept that I always say beyond the sky is the limit like if your intentions or your capacity for love your capacity uh to for gratitude your capacity for anything that embodies ab abundance and prosperity uh all the good yummy things that you can allow into your vortex I mean truly it, there is no parameter on that there really isn't. Uh, and yet people want to always innately default to really seeing, um, you know, the, the other end of that. It's like, oh, you know, we're all going to die. And, and, you know, and the whole topic of global warming is being exacerbated. And, and there's like, there's, I'm not here to discount anything. I'm not here to get political about things necessarily. But I always challenge, including myself first and foremost, before I point the finger and write somebody off as a, a total asshole. You know, I do, I look at myself and I go, okay, what is my potential limiting belief with that that makes me see that person or that situation or that life event in history uh, through such perhaps a narrow lens of observation? Like, really? And if you have the ability to critically, uh, you know, look at other things and before getting caught up in the whole analysis paralysis, you know, go back to how do I view myself? Because it fundamentally all starts with self. And, I, you know, that might sound cliche. It might sound trendy. It might sound like the flavor of the decade terminology but it truly it is that simple the most difficult concepts that people find to wrap their head around they're really simple 
It, it, you know, you keep point, looking back in the mirror and go, okay, what is my issue with this? What is my resistance level attached to as it pertains to this? What is it about this person that I don't like that perhaps is more indicative of something within, my, within myself that's unresolved or, you know, it still needs closure or it needs recognition so I can repair and move on? You know, so it's just, mm-hmm. I think people are so inclined to look at the, 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 the extremes of things without getting grounded in the center of it. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you said, you mentioned death. And I really believe that the quality of our life is is directly based on how much we accept that death is a part of it. Yes. And I think that quite a bit of us are are doing what we can to protect a life that we're not living. You know, that we we need to put locks on the doors and get everything like perfect. I'm not saying don't do that, but like there's like so much more belief that life is about longevity than current depth. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have an hour of a deep life than 90 years of a shallow. And, and you know, I can hit a level of connection where I can look at my daughter and just start crying and also feel this complete understanding that all this is temporary. Mm. And, and from that place, it feels even better. And it's because Absolutely. My friend Glenn Morshower says it's because life is temporary that it's so amazing. And it's because it's this moment is temporary. It's so amazing. And and we can understand that at one level, but you can get your body to a place where it only is embodying that and feeling that. So you're really not in the future much because you just get that the depth of life is only measured by the minute. So most of us are moving as if the highest value is longevity. And what you, you look at people that are freaking out about different things that are going on. Like there's a lot of things that are happening in the world right Mm -hmm. and of course there's a lot of things that are also conspiracy theories of things that are going to come next year and everything like that and I had someone that was worrying to me about it and I said well why are you worried and they said because we might not live next year if that happens and I said so you want to live so you can keep worrying next year (laughs) (laughs) like like do you want to live so that you can have next year to worry about the year after because like you know we we've gotten to here like we like how much worrying was necessary to get us to here like it's all fine right and so the belief is that life is based on length versus depth and and weirdly i think the more you allow it to be about depth the byproduct is more length so this moment is all i have so it's amazing but if i spend every moment worrying about next year i miss this moment and <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Well, that's a se- that's a segue for something. Let me ask you this then, because there will let's and I play devil's advocate to everything, especially with myself. So, if people are listening to this, Kyle, and, and people are across the globe listening to this, and people go, okay, so we've got this guy named Kyle Cease on radio. We know from Lisa having plugged the bio that you know he's in the same realm as people like Jim Carrey. You know, he's been on all these famous talk shows in the evening. He's produced all this content. Uh, this guy sells things out every time he advertises when he's got a speaking gig coming up. So we know, I mean, let's talk about the duality of Kyle Cease. Let's talk about the journey of for you to get to a place where Evolving Out Loud really was um, premised on the here and now, really being clear and present with now. 
For you to have amassed, okay, and I'm in devil's advocate mode here. So for you to have amassed all of these accolades, and we know that that's, you know, it's superficial on one level. Yes, be proud of yourself because that's more indicative of your attitude. It's more indicative of you believing that you deserve everything that you've accomplished. Like there's more, there's more fundamentals going on outside of the bio. So, but if people go, okay, but if, if Kyle was just like every day, sitting around for two hours, thinking about nothing, hearing nothing. How could this guy really have amassed all of this for himself? Because clearly this is somebody who's motivated. This is somebody who's got goals. This is somebody who's intentional and deliberate in how he spends his time and how he strategizes his time. And I'm sure there's things he wants to accomplish in 2020 outside of what happened in 2019 and 2018 and when his name first started started getting thrown around. So let's talk about the duality of that. Let's talk so that people, we can break that down in a way that people don't think it's bullshit or that it's, it's, um, you know, it's just woo woo stuff or it's, it's just, you know, let, let's talk about you being the achiever, the person who's amassed all of this on the global international stage with the person who's sitting around upon wake up for two hours, just taken in the silence. Well, my response would be, first of all, there's a lot of assumptions in that. Okay, you're right. Here's the first thing, that I'm someone who worked with Jim Carrey, that I'm someone who did this. Those things happened as a byproduct, but who I am is this moment. I'm the same as anyone listening to this. Bingo. That's how I see myself, right? So that's mm-hmm. the first thing. The second thing is the belief that I have goals for 2020. I don't. I don't okay. have any goals. I have no goals. <laughs> that's totally I love that. The goals get in the way of things happening. Like, how how could I know what I want next year? I don't even, that's like knowing what I'm going to want to eat in, in March. Like, I, <laughs> I have no idea what I, when I'm going to want to pee, like what I'm going, like, I don't know anything. <laughs> so that's totally not, so if they have that assumption that I must have goals, that I just want to share that I don't, that life can't unfold if I block it with a goal. That, that I'm the only thing I have is now. I have an intention to connect to the now, but a goal is a very future-based thing that would include a ton of information that I don't have. So if I were, I mean, at one point, my goal could have been at the height of my stand-up career to, to be an even bigger comic, and then I wouldn't have unfolded out of comedy and done this anymore. I would, like, mm-hmm. if I was at the height of my stand-up career, about to do theaters and said, next year I'm going to do this, then I wouldn't have created this life. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be on your your call right now. And so I don't have any. I mean, that, I, I will say like things like I'll meet you at noon to someone. But even you know, I had to schedule like three times this. Like, so life said to me, no, this is more important. Like I was going to with you and then my partner injured her rib and uh, my daughter was screaming and we didn't have electricity in the house. So having the call with you when it was scheduled would not have been possible. So I have a major adjustability uh, thing. So I'm thankful that you are too. But the more people are like, no, it has to be this time, the more I just go, okay, I don't work with them then. Because if anyone on our team is full of a bunch of goals, they're going to screw the team up. There, there's, there's an unfolding of information that's trying to happen all the time. Imagine if I had a set list or a bunch of things that I was planning to talk about today on this call, how much we wouldn't be able to flow. 
I would be right. the flow. There's an uh, there's an unlimited amount of things that we need to talk about. And how hard would dinner be if when you went out to dinner with someone for two hours, you had a schedule of everything you were going to talk to them about? <laughs> if you if you said first, I'll ask him if he has pets, and then you had bullet points ready to go so you could <laughs> interview at your dinner. It would be a horrible dinner. And people say to me, "How do you talk for two hours?" I'm like, "Haven't you ever gone to dinner with someone? Like it's easy." People yes. say to me, how do you go on stage and just riff for two days? The same way you went to Hawaii that time and, and had conversations with your spouse. It's it's how we live. It's what we act. It's easier. Goals it are so hard. Goals are a rule. <laughs> goals are. So it's it's totally the antithesis of everything. And I know that a lot of people go, I have goals and that's great. And I so support it for them. And there's a place where goals can serve a purpose. But for me, who I am is this moment. And if I really keep connecting to this moment, instead of me having goals, goals chase me that I didn't know I was going to be getting. And instead of me having, you know, an, you know a specific outcome I wanted, outcomes chase me because I'm more receptive because I'm not blocking it with a goal. So in that... There's definitely things that I feel called to do in that moment, but it's just what the highest in that moment is. So when I come out of a meditation, I might have an idea for a book, right? And then I just write down what it is. And then I let the book unfold itself and write it with my my buddy instantly. There's not, there's not like a ton of drafts and we go through it. And it's like we we spew it out really quickly and it comes from the heart. So it's from a different consciousness. And then it's easier. So life is actually way easier when we don't have these mission-oriented, control-based things. So a goal is also something outside of you. And an intention has in in it because it's inside of you. And your connection to your intention is so much bigger. Because um, you're, you're not saying, when something happens, I'll be happy. That's a lie. It's when mm. I'm happy, things will happen. And Beautiful. And what I am is happy. And by happy, I mean in love with every emotion you have. Like you can be happy and angry at the same time. You can be happy and scared or sad. It's a matter of am I in resistance to what I'm feeling right now or not? Am I at war with what I'm feeling? And the second you realize you're not at war with what you're feeling, everything can change. And so for people that are in the devil's advocate world, I hear you. And also you might not... <laughs> You also might not be my audience because I'm here for the people that are way open wanting it. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Like yep. if, if there's people that hear me and they want to like battle each point, I'm not here to argue. I'm saying what my truth is. And that's awesome if you don't, you have a different truth. I'm not even invested in what people do with this. Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an apple tree that's making apples. Right. And so the apple tree puts out the apple and whoever wants that there's no apple tree that goes before i make apples how many apples will i sell i have a goal of 2500 apples next august like there's none of that and that would screw up its apple treeness if that how many views <laughs> these apples get how many how many app will i get on the new york times apple list like there's none of that <laughs> right so like so no apple tree so why uh, that's not our natural state to be in this constant mission this right get everyone else to like you this ah, it's so stupid like whatever right. you feel is their thing and so so that's all mind that has that but heart doesn't and you'll notice that your heart right now connected to your body does not care about what people think about you your past story how much money you have what's in your bank account anything it's full forgiveness it's here right here and it's much more the truth 
this is realistic. People always say to me, dude, Kyle, I'm being realistic. What about the real world? Dude, the real world to people is when you sit at home and worry about all the stuff that's going to happen in the future, which actually is fantasy and delusion. What mm. is real is that your heart's beating right now, that there's an energy that is holding you, that there's a space that you're in, that you're just love. That's real. And if you realize that that's the real world and we're sitting here trying to find um, the real world in only the problems going on. Like, that's the real world is that I have to get rent paid in a month. Yeah, but also what's real is there's trees outside that aren't, there's a lot of trees that aren't on fire. There's a lot of things yes. that, are, that are, and I, I'm, I'm aware that the darkness is there and needs to be seen, but we act like the only real world is what the news says and what yes. the market does. Well, also you can go for a walk and you're probably going to be safe. You're going to feel okay. So that also is real. And in that real world, there's a thing beating your heart. That all is real. So if we're going to count the real world, let's count everything because that that is the real world. You are such a breath of fresh air. And mm -hmm. I will say you are, uh, you know, and every guest, this isn't to negate the brilliance of every person I've ever showcased or my gratitude for them showing up mm -hmm. uh, in which to be interviewed. But, you know, most people that I talk to call them influencers, call them celebrities, call them authors, TED talkers, whatever the case may be, even myself, I'll include, you know, I don't say goals, but I do set intentions. And I've learned something really important from you uh, in this interview, because although I'm very much focused on being in the now, I know that I also jump to setting my intentions because it's, for me, it's not about a news, New Year's resolution. It's not about getting jazzed, you know, New Year's Eve evening, then January 1st hits. And then, you know, the people aren't going to the gym at the L.A. gym down the road that you were referencing earlier. You know, I live this way energetically every single day. And when I know that I'm deviating from being in that higher vibrational self, then I, I calibrate and recalibrate very quickly. But I didn't take it to the next echelon level of what you're describing in terms of, you know, the, you know, you don't need to be focused on the goals. You don't need to be focused on the intentions. You don't need to talk about, you know, all of this or even like writing a book, like when it hits intuitively, when it hits, that's when it comes to life. That's when you're authentically owning the experience and, and, and knowing that this is what's showing up. And there's a reason for that because there's no coincidence. And then you follow the frequency of that. So I really appreciate not only you being on the show, but I really got something out of that. And so I'm going to be looking at goals and tensions and now moments very differently. Well, I'll share, I'll share with you one way that I do live my life and I, and that I'm so open to that. That's not the highest later too. You know what I mean? Like nothing I'm saying is the word or the Bible or anything because I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. I'll learn new things that change this, but I can tell you the most that I know right now, the yeah. way that I, the way that I move moment to moment is literally in this one second, does the thing that's in my life expand me or contract me? Mm. Okay. So like, here's a great example. If you have planned, have you ever had plans with someone and then you hope that they cancel? Yes. Okay. All, all the time. <laughs> that's your, that's your intuition saying cancel. And if we would connect to the intuition, we don't need the middleman of them saying it. We just would cancel. Right. right. So if we followed the intuition and said no to every single thing, I have that with everything. What I hope this thing cancels on me, what I hope that this falls apart, what I, if I say yes to it, then I cancel it. 
right? So that's the first thing. So everything in my life has to be something that excites me and expands me. And I use kind of a scale of one to 10 vibrational thing. 10 being this thing changes my life. 10 being this thing takes me to a place, it'll move me into my body. So there's some people in our lives that we can feel that will just tell us all their problems and tell us what's wrong or tell you why you're not that great. And then you hear that and you feel contracted. And then there's some people that want to expand you, take you beyond yourself, tell you what's great about you and take you farther. Okay, those people are a 10, right? To me, to me, they are. Yeah, me too. Right. So if you ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, what it would feel like to flip through Facebook all day, most people would probably say low, yet we do it all day. So we live in a vibration where we continually do the things that shut us down. It's like our ego is looking for something to keep itself alive. So it's looking for problems. So it goes onto Facebook and wants to get in an argument or whatever. And <coughs> there's also, if you ask your body what it feels about meditating in the moment. What do, what do you feel, body, about taking a week off and going out into the woods and sitting on a raft on a lake? The body would go, that feels so expansive and amazing. Well, why don't we do it? Why, why do we see that would be it, but we don't do it? Because there's something in us that thinks who we are is like a six vibrationally versus a 10. Well, when you let go of things that are, you know, under 10 vibrationally, you suddenly make space to receive on a level that you didn't realize that you are. So if you do that, then better things can come into your life because now you're moving in a way that kills the old story that no longer is useful. So everything in my life, I know within two seconds, does this expand me or contract me? And one way that I have to measure it is am I justifying keeping it? In other words, things in your life that for sure you want, you never justify. Like you'll never hear me say about my daughter, Vivi. Well, she gets good medical, so I guess I'll let her still be my daughter. <laughs> say like this job this job is good because blah 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 so i better keep it i don't do that i love what i do i don't have to prove it to anyone i don't have to justify it to myself yet there's a ton of things in our lives where we do say that i'll maybe i'll stay with this job because i'm going to get a promotion in three months or this person uh treats me like crap but they were nice that one time these things that we say that justify that's us explaining in our mind why we're not listening to our body. Mm. And the second you ignore your body, you have to go into your mind to make sense out of why you're doing it. So I'll give you an example that actually is really huge. Maybe five years ago, way before I had my daughter, um, I was cleaning my house and I had a poster from an old Comedy Central special that I did. And I found this beautiful frame poster of this special that was a number one special. And I picked it up and I was feeling, do I wanna keep this poster? And I had a justification for it. If I ever have a kid, I can show the kid this and show them daddy's accomplishment or whatever. And I noticed, though, that I needed to justify it. I needed to explain that would be good. In the truth of the moment, no part of me actually wants to keep this. It's looking at later as a way to keep it. So I decided it doesn't feel good energetically. And like that um, amazing Marie Kondo book, it was like the same kind of thing. Like, let's let's let go of it. So mm -hmm. I took it over to the dumpster. And I dropped it in the dumpster and I watched me basically let go of my past. Like it was like this symbolic story that who I am is this Comedy Central career. So I dropped it into the dumpster. I watched the glass shatter and I turned around and walked back to the house. And this sweeping feeling of freedom showed up in my body and the words showed up in my mind. Your child will be much happier with your presence than your Wow. And what my daughter needs is a dad in this moment, not someone bragging about what he did in 2006. And, and 
that was liberation. And that was me going, even though these things have happened in my life and I honor them, what I am now is more. And I've learned, and this is something I talk about in my book, there's a difference between hoarding your past and appreciating your past. And when you can appreciate your past, you only need it in your heart. When you hoard your past, you need all the mementos and you have to buy storage and clean these things that remind you of your ex or your past accomplishments or whatever. And we're not here to hoard our past. We're here to love it. And when we love our past, we can let go of it physically. And you'll actually be more connected to the past than if you keep the sweatshirt of the ex that you still miss. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like that is way bigger. And you'll be more connected to that ex because you're connected to the energy that they're in and you'll feel love and you'll be more connected and free. That's what we are, and that's what we need to connect to. Beautiful. Well put. Well put. Well, being cognizant of time, uh, Kyle, I want to give people, I mean, you'd have to be underneath a rock to not know who Kyle is or how to reach out to him. And again, I I know that's not aligned with you energetically, but I do want to give you props and opportunity uh, to let people know how they can reach out to you, where they can come see you next speak or or whatever's going on. Well, uh, that's very sweet. Well, I still, I still enjoy those things. I still, I, 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 you know, there's not a me going, so I don't care about the book or I don't care. <laughs> it's just like, so there, there are things that I enjoy, but they don't make me more than I am. Right. right. So, so yes, I have a book called the illusion of money. It's about all of this. I'm really giddy about it. It's on all it's everywhere. Um, released September 3rd and um, it's it's going to be awesome and it's my heart and right now we have a thing where if you get the book you can go to my website kylecease.com type the book number in and we give you a documentary we made called The Illusion of Money that is so awesome cool and, um, th- so there's a movie also and it's different than the book and uh, but uh, but inspired by the book and um, it's it's heart opening and powerful and I'm really really thrilled about it so please please pick that up so kylecease.com is my website it's also evolvingoutloud.com and uh, it's amazing and and there's a million videos on YouTube um, you know there's I just did an interview with Lewis Howes that I'm crazy proud of and you please check amazing out. yeah it's, he's amazing too yeah he is in the in the in that interview I I shift him like I open his heart and help him release some trauma from the past it's kind of crazy to watch two guys doing heart-centered work but the it's doing really well like people are flipping out about it and watching it five six times because it's it's got so much in it but you know it's my heart talking it's 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 mm-hmm. what is truest to me so it's not strategies it's not here's how it's what you are is encoded with strategies it's what you are is love so that's what this is and i'm i'm really excited about it and i'm i'm honored that i'm here in my life and i'm on facebook and every and instagram and everything else and anyone's welcome to write out to us kylecease.com they can go to info at kylecease.com we do huge meditation retreats that are six days and magical um and uh the book is going to help a lot it really will and uh it'll pay for itself over and over and over and over again so please 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 pick it up um it's going to amazing well i'm certainly looking forward to my copy arriving from hay house uh they said they were going to issue me a copy which i was very grateful for so i just want to say kyle and again because there's always going to be more epiphanies and more realizations birthed out of the being present in the now Uh, for you but you always have an open standing invitation whether it be because there's a new book or there's new new whatever just I just love your vibe 
Uh, I love your frequency. I just really feel akin to you and everything that you believe in, I certainly subscribe to. We might have a different way of framing things, but that's what keeps you unique and that's what keeps me unique. But um, I just want to say for the gift of your time, particularly knowing how busy you are, particularly, again, speaking parent to parent especially, I want to thank you very much for the contribution of your time here and what you've shared with all of us on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I, I too, like Lewis Howes, I've walked away with my own little epiphany moments here. So thank mm. you for growing me and thank you for evolving out loud with me well, here on Living Fearlessly. Well, and thank you for your huge heart to say that too. You know, that's a very vulnerable thing to say. And I think that's the access point to change. You know, it's it's the more we we own when we're lost or confused, the mm. more we make room for new information. I mean, it's literally like that when you're driving. If you can't find the place, there's people that go, we, I know where it is, but they don't. And they're doing the, <laughs> the same McDonald's over and over. And it's not until they finally say, I'm lost, that we can now type it into the GPS and get new information. So, right. So that's how life works. It's, it's very advanced to own that we're lost. I have no idea what the hell's going on. And it's the most freeing thing, right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. That's I love our- it. You've just got such a breath of fresh air way of approaching life, living your life, thinking your thoughts and feeling what you feel in your heart. I just, you are, you really do embody that childlike spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about that. I too have talked about that in my books, but there's very few people that as they're actually speaking about that, I hear that in every sentence, I hear it in every subject matter, and you really resonate with that. I think you're spectacular. I think you're a really good human being to the core. Oh, my goodness. That feels so good. Well, it takes one to know one, as you were saying earlier. Like, well, thank you. They're right. So thank you. Well, I appreciate your time. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you as well for taking time out of your hectic schedule for tuning into myself and Kyle Cease here today on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I'm very clear on my purpose. My, my purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So until we're back here again with yet another phenomenal person on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald next Friday, I want to wish all of you, the listeners, the podcast subscribers, anybody tuning in, all my very best. Love and gratitude to you as well as to you, Kyle. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.